0: Glad you could make it. I'm Dan, your friendly fishmonger from Dan'sFish.com. We do this every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. That would be 9 Eastern. For those who need that. <laughs> Where's Mountain Time? I know we're a flyover state. I get it. <laughs> um, glad you could all be here. It's I think a pretty darn cool stream tonight. We have HC Aqua our good friend Jesse over at HC Aqua in Hawaii, who has uh, said that he would provide some betatronoides for a giveaway today, which is pretty awesome. And I'll go over some other stuff too. Um, this is a different setup. I've got a, a different camera I'm using and I changed a bunch of stuff. So if you would let me know if you can see me and hear me okay, that would be great. i made a bunch of changes and anytime you do that, you can create unforeseen uh difficulties so let me know and i'm gonna uh, bring myself up a bit since this camera is a little different and hopefully this all works well we'll see oh audio is strange for candy shoot shoot that's not good okay let me try something let me try the old Okay. Hopefully that's better. Is that better? Your audio sucks, says Pugs. Whoop. Slight lisp in audio. Audio is weird. Did that fix it? Let's see if that fixed it. Um, I might also just have the gain up too, too high. All right. Let's see if that fixed it. Audio like reverb. Hang on. Now there's no audio. That's because I unplugged it. Okay. We're catching up. Let's see. Let's see, it didn't get any better. Lots of bass. Okay, that's not good. Okay, give me a second. I'm gonna fix something here. Okay, how are we now? Let's see if we can get through this a little bit. It's worth doing now though, so we don't go through the whole stream and find out, hey, the audio was bad the whole time, that's no good. So let's try, let's try that. Any better? Let's see here, testing, testing, test, test, test. All right, just waiting for some feedback on the audio. No bubbling in the sound, okay, good. It's because you shaved, yeah, I know. Let's see. Let's see what people say. Did that fix it? Hopefully, that fixed it. Still scratchy. Okay, one more thing here that I can try. Let's see here. Let me fix my mic. Okay, just give me one second. This might take just a second. Go to my properties here, see if I can fix this. All right, sorry folks, but sometimes it happens when you screw up. It's fixed? Okay, sounds... Someone said it's fixed, so let's see. Let's see. It, I don't think it's feedback on my side just because uh, I don't have any microphones on or anything on my side. Oh, shoot, still. Okay gonna try one more little thing man we're gonna lose everybody everybody okay let's switch it to that it sounds like my voice is underwater okay it's not fixed okay All right. Well, that's not fun. Let's make sure it's the right one. Okay. All right. Just give me one second. Did that? Did that fix anything? Let's see if it it only crackles when you talk, not when you say, well, that's actually a little bit helpful. Um, Let's see if that's a little better. And if not, I'll try one more little thing. And if that doesn't fix it, then I'll have to decide if we keep going or if it's so bad that I just end this. Yeah, I've done that a couple of times, Nevia. Okay, let me see if that fixed. If that didn't fix, guys, then I'm gonna run upstairs and grab the old snowball microphone and use that. Um, let's see if that works. Yeah, I know, I, I, I was working on something so you couldn't hear it for a second there, but let's see if it works now. <laughs> Did someone curse me with KG Tropicals? No! <laughs> okay, hopefully we're good now. Let's see what people say. I'm on vinyl. Man, that is so weird. It's not too bad. So, guys, could you guys let me know, is it, is it bad enough that I need to go grab another mic? Because I can do that. I've got another mic upstairs. Um, if it's bad. Snowball, someone says. Okay. Let me see if other people say the same thing. Um, still an audio problem. Okay, guys, I'm going to go grab another mic. Just a sec. Just a sec. Okay, let's try this old goodie, oldie but goodie. Um, see what happens. Okay. Actually, before I try that, I just, how's that now? Let's see if that fixed it. If not, I'll do the snowball. Testing, testing, let's see if that fixed it. Um, <laughs> it's always the backup mic, I know. And it's so like old and the stand's like broken, it like spins on it, but it'll work. Let's see, the gain's too high, it says. Well, I can take the gain down, how's that? I can just take the gain down a little bit. Did that fix it? That's no problem, gain's easy. So there we are, we're like all in yellow right now. Let's see here, that's the same. That's better, same. It's still there, but barely. So if I just take the gain down a little more, is that all the problem was? Okay, gain's down a little more now. Is that, when you get louder, it came back. Okay, I think it might just be the gain. Better, but still static, sounds like a chord issue. Okay. I'm switching mics. okay here's the blue snowball we're going on the blue snowball so let's see let's see if that does it is that any better? Um, hopefully that works now hopefully please 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 <laughs> pretty please? cherries on top? alright let's see if that works testing 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 alrighty let's see Oh yeah, I'm in live chat, you just can't tell. But see this? This is me, this is me in live chat. I'm, I'm there. It doesn't look like it, because when I switch windows for some reason it says Top Chat, even though it's not. It's still broken. Okay, let me switch chords. Let me switch
1: chords. Pick, pick, pick up, pick up. Here
0: we are. Okay, switch cords out. Now I've got a different mic. Um, let's see if that'll do it. Hopefully that'll do it. <laughs> okay, please, 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 please. If not, um, we'll either decide if we keep going or if we just call it. I don't have a headset, Lance Jones. I don't, or I would do that. Um, purple T-Shot. Oh, wait, I don't know what did Jonathan do before he left. (laughs) Sounds like it's not fixed. Okay, is that any better? Or no, that'll probably just be more gainy on (laughs) you. Keep going. Still gurgly. Dang it. Dang it. Um. Sounds like we just need to go with it. It's fine, okay. I'm gonna go with it, guys, and uh, we'll see what, what happens. Well, I could try one more thing. I could go back to the old camera here. Let's see if that'll fix it. Okay, now I'm back on the old camera. Um, did that fix it? Let's see if that fixed it. Switch to Barry White mode. <laughs> let's see here you sound good to me i'm running through my stereo system da, da, da. just do it it's manageable okay i'm gonna just do it it's manageable that's what i'm doing okay just a moment here let's see here gotta figure out which camera i'm on that one and Hang on. I've got to reset one or two little things. Okay, we're just going to go. Sorry, folks. Don't know what happened. I'll have to dig in afterwards. But that's always, always, always a risk when you change a bunch of stuff like a new camera. Hopefully, it looks a lot better. Hopefully, uh, we fix some of the shine. Um, We've got a little better focus. I'm hoping that the fish behind me look clearer than they have in the past. Let's see if I can make that better. Here, we'll go about there. Okay, we're going to go. Let's start over. Hey, welcome. I'm Dan, your friendly fishmonger from dancefish.com. We do this every Wednesday, 7 PM, usually sans microphone issues. We haven't had a microphone issue in uh, quite a long time, which is awesome. That sound will go away. Um, they decided to run the garbage disposal right now, even though they know I'm down here doing this. It's a banner day, folks. What can I tell you? Um. Okay. So let's get to HC Aqua Jesse and his very generous. That is driving me nuts. Just a second. Man, man, man. Take three. Hi, I'm Dan, your friendly fishmonger from DansFish.com. Welcome. We do this. You're going to slowly see me like descend into madness. Okay, we do this every Wednesday, 7 p.m. And tonight, Jesse, sorry, Jesse, I didn't foresee all these problems. um, From HC Aqua, has generously donated a fish which is near and dear to my heart. It is this. It's chinoides. This is the first breeding wild wild-type betta that I ever successfully spawned and raised. They're super hardy, super simple. Max out at two inches would be a pretty big one. Yeah, they might get that big. Maybe a little smaller than two inches would be my guess. Um, the neat thing about these is this is a male. And here's a female in breeding condition right here with her breeding stripes. And unlike most fish, like African cichlids and stuff, it's the male that broods the eggs. So here's a male with a big old buccal pouch full of eggs. Here's another picture. You can actually see the eggs in there in this picture. That's pretty awesome. Um, And so, yeah, it's just the reverse of most fish, wild type bettas and Wild type gouramis, the chocolate gouramis and the samurai gouramis do the same thing, which is is really unique. Um, I don't remember exactly the incubation period. I want to say about two weeks would be my guess, but maybe three. But when they hatch, the nice thing is they're big and well-developed and they can eat newly hatched brine shrimp right away. So you don't have the issues that you have with... The egg laying species, like betta splendens, where the babies are so teeny-weeny that they're very difficult to raise because they're hard to feed. So betta splendens, it's very common for people to get them and breed them because it's so exciting and it's so beautiful, the spawning embrace and the courtship and everything. Uh, It's a really neat process to see. And they get this nest full of eggs and everyone's all excited and they hatch and they're all excited and then the fry becomes free swimming and then they pretty much all die off. Out of a spawn of several hundred, you might end up with one or two. That's a very typical scenario. And the reason is they're just so small that to get them through that first week or two, really infusoria, paramecia, things like that are needed. Really small live foods. So you can do vinegar eels and you can do um, stuff like that. And you might get a few to survive, Because there are little baby vinegar eels in the culture that they'll be able to nibble on. But they can't eat adult vinegar eels very easily, especially not when they're newly, newly free swimming. So the nice thing about the wild type mouth-breeding bettas is is the fry are large and easy to raise because they can eat baby brine shrimp no problem right off the bat. So you don't have that small glass sliver of a fry feeding problem you get with the Splendons. Um, The other thing is they're just so beautiful. I mean, they're absolutely stunning. So I would like to plug Jesse's store real quick since he took the time and was generous enough to donate these. Here's his store. Here's the Um, So it's a $45 value. Usually a pair is $45. bucks. he has got these awesome guppies, has quite a few neat things on his store, and he's got five-star reviews. So every every review that Jesse from HC Aqua has is five-star. So that's the giveaway. So if you'd like to enter the giveaway, the hashtag is, is hashtag wildbeta. W-I-L-D-B-E-T-T-A. So hashtag wild Beta, easy enough. Did I do okay, Candy? Hopefully I did okay. And um, that'll enter you in the contest to win one of those. I just realized that when I switch over here to show you stuff like that that there is a logo in the middle of my face so I'm going to try to delete that and see if that goes away okay did that go away let's see hopefully that went away all right so um, there's another story I'd like to plug today I don't usually do this I don't want to get donor fatigue or any of that stuff but there's someone in our community that's struggling a little bit it's it's Rochelle from Rose Aquatics and nope the logo's still right there in my face isn't it let's see if it goes away here hang on I'm watching the replay on my screen you can watch it with me let's see did I make it go away see how that Oh, I don't think it did I'm not sure what to do about that but anyway Rochelle's uh boyfriend need some uh medical procedures done they're gonna be very expensive and it's gonna put the family in a bit of a bind so rochelle is listed a whole bunch of things at her store on getgills.com rose aquatics um so that she can earn some money to try to support uh her boyfriend and pay the medical bills it's it's a it's a it's a lot of bills all of a sudden if you've ever gone through something like that. And she has insurance and it will help some, but all the recovery and all that, all those expenses, all the rehab, that's not covered and that's many thousands of dollars. So she's recently listed a whole bunch of stuff on her GetGill store in the hope that she can make some sales to earn some money to help um, mitigate those costs. And there's some really cool things here. I don't want to take away from Aqua's plug or anything, but, but I think Jesse is cool with me doing this. Um, one is this. is a, a wild platy, which I think is super cool. You see platies all the time. Often they're very much inbred um, and have all kinds of, of issues genetically. So getting some wild blood to cross back in is, is pretty pretty cool. Um, so I think that those are cool. I Ro, is that price right? A grand? <laughs> I wonder if that's an error. <laughs> cool fish. Um, and maybe they are a grand. I don't know how much a wild platy is worth. But um, she's got some other cool native stuff, like sculpins. We call these the darter terminators, because they like to slurp darters and shiners. Uh, but also really cool fish for the aquarium. And she's got lots of other stuff that'll let you I'll let you browse. Um, Let's you see. Um, not many reviews yet. It's a fairly new store, but it's a good review. The one that she has, and we all know Ro and she'll do a a good job for you. So I wanted to plug that as well in hopes of helping Ro and her family through this time. So if you are looking to buy some fish and they happen to be something that Ro has, if you consider, um, buying from her to help her through this time, that would be great. And if you're looking for some stuff that Jesse has at HC Aqua, um, then let's support him too because of his generous donation uh, of the Um, I want to say a few more things about the chinoides. Wild-type Betas have this horrible reputation of being uh, delicate and difficult. And that has not been my experience in the least. What I will say is if you're getting wild ones in, fresh from the wild, and they're coming from peat swamps and places with really black, dark, tannic, acidic water, then you can have some issues just because they're not used to the pathogens that are in our aquariums because those acidic environments are very sterile. So if you're importing freshly, if you're getting freshly imported wild bettas that have not been acclimated, then you can have some issues just because it takes them a while to get the immunity buildup or to settle in and, and let their immune system function. But once they're settled in, they're rock solid. And from HC Aqua, I believe that they're uh, bred and raised right in his aquarium. So you're not gonna have any of those issues. What I found is if you can get them through that initial couple week import period, once they stabilize, they're very hardy fish, even in hard water. Now you need to keep it clean. They're not tolerant of ammonia or nitrite. Uh, Those chemicals pretty much don't exist in their natural habitat. So they're not, they're, they have no, <laughs> no ability to deal with that. But if you keep the water clean and it's a stable aquarium, not a new aquarium, but an aquarium that's been set up and established for quite some time, in my experience, they're awesome. Sometimes you might get, um, you know, some ick or something like that, or velvet. Those are the two things I would say to watch out for, but no more so than lots of other fish, I would say. No more so than betasplendens. They don't need to be kept really hot. In fact, a lot of them like it fairly cool. So anywhere in the low 70s on up to the high 70s or low 80s, they're fine. But they, they can take it pretty cool. So they don't need like betasplendens. Splendens. Uh, you know, if you, those ideally you'll keep in the low 80s. But not everyone has, you know, the right heater, but they get the betta splendens anyway, and it's a problem. But these guys are more temperature tolerant in my experience. Um, They can be trained. The wild ones are difficult to train to eat anything but live or frozen, but the captive bred ones are fairly simple to get onto flakes and pellets. The wild ones you can. Um, In fact, all the wild bettas that I have in right now are currently eating uh, flakes and pellets and things like that. But it takes a little while to transition them. And beta chinoides more than most. Um, the brown orum, I mean not Chinoides, sorry. Beta yeah, Chinoides more than most. I just got it mixed with cochina in my mind. Chinoides and cochina. Um, so That's one advantage of getting them captive bred by Jesse is because they'll be used to aquarium foods and things. But I really like that fish. Again, the first wild type betta I ever raised and bred successfully in the aquarium. So it's pretty cool. Um, Something else I would like to plug before I get to questions and comments is this. If you folks don't have this, this is an amazing book. It's called Rainbow Fish, Their Care and, Cap- uh, Their Care and Keeping in Captivity. It's by this guy, Adrian Tappan. It's an amazing book. I can't really go through it because of copyright issues online. I can't show it like fully right now, but it's several hundred pages, uh, almost 500 pages of really good information on Rainbow Fish, delightful pictures, Um, It goes species by species. It talks about their history. It talks about their care, their breeding, diseases. Basically, it's the ultimate Rainbow Fish book, in my opinion. And it's free. You can get it right here. Let me link this up. So here's a link to it. This is the webpage where you can come, and you just click this link right down here, and you can download it for free. It's a free book for personal use. If you're going to use it for... um, I don't know, <laughs> commercial uses or educational uses in a school or something like that, then you need to get a hold of them and get uh, make get a clearance for that. But for personal use, just for you reading it and enjoying it and learning about rainbow fish, it's free. So if you don't have this book, it's it's the best rainbow fish on the market and it's free. So get it. Um, in in preparation for me releasing all those rainbow fish for sale this coming Monday, if you're interested in rainbow fish at all, this is a good resource. It's a great place to get educated, to make sure that you know the basics for them. Now, they're pretty hardy fish. Like, if you can keep most aquarium fish, you can keep rainbow fish. They're not delicate. They're peaceful. they they're eating like pigs. I mean, flakes, pellets, you name it, they'll eat it. So it's not like they're super difficult or anything, but anytime we take an animal into our care, um, I I feel like it's our duty to do some due diligence and get to know them a bit. One thing about rainbow fish that a lot of folks don't perhaps know is how much better they do in a shoal. So they're shoaling fish. And if you can, if you can get groups of them, Preferably of the same species, but um, large groups, that's where they're most comfortable. And to do that, you need a a fairly large tank for some of the species because a lot of rainbow fish will grow four, five, six inches. Not all of them, but a lot of them will. And so then you got to figure, okay, I need a group, and they get fairly large, so I need a fairly large tank. And they're very active swimmers. They're very fast. They, They dart like rockets. They're little torpedoes when it's feeding time. So um, then you're like, okay, I guess I need a tank of a certain size. So there's all these things that um, just basic stuff that that book covers. It will be very helpful before you um, get into Rainbow Fish or any other fish. But Rainbow Fish are on my mind just because I have a whole bunch that I'm going to list. It's almost 30 species that I'll be listing on Monday. Um, So... Yeah, I think that that covers the things I wanted to talk about. I didn't want to talk about microphones at all, but I guess we had to do that a little bit. (laughs) That's kind of no fun. (laughs) I'll have to figure out what's going on there um, once the stream's over. I don't want to do that live, but now it's time to get to your questions and comments. Isaac, yes, I'm having trouble with the audio on the stream, um, so it's not just you. And until I watch the replay, I'm not going to know exactly what it was or how to fix it. Um, But yes, we are having an issue for sure with some audio here. All right. Um, So I'm going to get to questions and comments. And so if you have a question or comment for me, if you'd make it at Dan's fish, so it highlights for me, then I'll see it and get to it. Let me scroll up and see who I can get to. And I mean, it could be a little funky with the audio issues and stuff. I'm not sure Um, exactly Exactly how it's going to go tonight. Could be a short stream. I'm not sure, but we'll have to see how it goes. Um, Oh, wow. I missed some super chats. Thanks for super chatting, folks. Despite the technical difficulties, I appreciate it. Wichita Falls Fish Keeper throwing on five bucks. Catch you on the replay. Have a great stream. Well, We're having something, Wichita. (laughs) We'll see what it is when I can watch the replay. I have have no idea what people are experiencing right now. Audio-wise, PetSonic slash multiple aquariums. $3 says I like the underwater fish voiceover better. Oh, good. (laughs) I'm glad someone's enjoying it. Jane shell. Go back to the old camera. It fixed it. Oh, it did? Okay. I'll try that real quick. Maria Z. Throwing down a laughing pair. yep. What can you do? Sometimes you just have to laugh. Well, let me try this. This is the old camera, the old stream. It might be a little funky because it's not dialed in perfectly, but I think that's it. And let me try this one. Yeah. Okay, so now we're on the old camera here. Um, Is that fixing it? Let's see. The new camera makes you sound like you're behind a fan. Oh, that's bad. It's the new camera. Okay. That fixed it? Let's see if that fixed it for everybody. That fixed it, people are saying. It's all better? Yeah, that fixed it. Ah, oh, good to know. Good to know. Okay. So this is definitely something with that... That new camera. Let me just shut that off. No point having it on. I'm going to unplug it. I was all excited about that, too. Um, I finally figured out, I thought, how to stream with my Sony a7 III, which is what I was doing. Um, and uh, guess that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm sorry that... I'm sorry it went so long. I, I did switch a little earlier and i i didn't realize that that had fixed it so okay 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 we're back we're back so for the next hour it'll be good so what's what's 34 minutes of horrible sound between friends (laughs) sorry folks (laughs) jeez (laughs) okay i'm gonna get to questions and comments Oh, the logo didn't show up on your end. On my end, it was like blocking my face completely. All right. Good to know. Yeah, that's interesting. No logo for you guys. Wow. Okay, cool. Well, that's good mega Mindy Lou the headstanders are all settling in I'm a happy girl I'm more nervous about the goldens they are so tiny even prettier in person yeah the golden white clouds they're around an inch or so maybe three quarters of an inch at this at this stage um, little white clouds oh shipping report so I'm happy to say that all the fish that I shipped this week arrived alive and seem to be doing well there was one problem child which I sent to to Mindy without knowing it, which is apparently I sent her one golden white cloud that had a bit of a crooked spine. So Mindy, I apologize. I check carefully for that stuff, but every now and then something does get by me, especially if it's not obvious. Um, the good news is I, I sent Mindy some extras, so it wasn't uh, it wasn't a catastrophe, but I never like it when that happens. Um, so I did have one little screw-up this week. But apart from that, I think we're three weeks in a row with no DOAs and no problems, as far as I as far as I remember. So doing fairly well. David Reed, I'm planning to add drainage to my fish room of eight tanks. Two-inch drain. Yes. Oh, yes, do it. It will make such a difference. Absolutely. And one thing that I wish I had thought of earlier, for those that um can't put a floor drain in or have tanks so low to the ground that the floor drain won't work for them is um sumps man sump pumps are pretty awesome you can rig something up if it's like a basement uh you can rig up a sump pump that'll take care of stuff even if you can't cut a drain into your floor uh with any kind of efficiency so so that's pretty cool Maria Z throwing down 499. You the man. Yeah, I'm the man behind the fan. <laughs> Nurse Beck is throwing down 999. Hello, hello, hello. A little late. but sound is great. Well, you're glad you're late because basically the first half hour of the stream was just me trying to figure out sound problems. So no problem being late. But David Reed, that's exciting that you're draining the tank and uh or adding drainage. It's gonna make a whole, man, once you get a little automated, it's just a whole new world. Now I will say, if you don't have so many tanks that you really need to automate, um, then it's not such a bad thing to not be automated. There's something nice about being up to your uh, shoulders or armpits in the tank, working on it, uh, siphoning out gravel, Getting to know the fish, getting a feel for the tank, right? There, there is something to be said for that kind of tactile, getting in there thing, um, for keeping up with the aquarium and, and getting a good sense for how things are going. So, if you only have a few tanks, uh, you know, automation's nice, but it's not necessary. But it drains really helpful because then even if it's not automated, um, you know you've got somewhere to stick your your siphon hose and drain it right out and you don't have to hook it up to your sink or whatever. Um, Pythons are awesome, but they do waste a lot of water when you have to turn them on to create the siphon suction. So that's pretty cool. Pretty cool that you're doing that. Just one more fish with Josh. Willing to donate 10 green jade shrimp around 80 bucks to roe. Going to post them on my page and all proceeds go to roe minus shipping, of course. Is that allowed on get gills? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything you can do, Josh. That's awesome. Basically, uh, your store on Get Gills is yours. Uh, Get Gills is just like, it's like a flea market, right? Get Gills is the place where you rent the table, you rent your booth or whatever, but you do what you want in the booth. It's, it's your booth. So yeah, if you want to um, put a, a sale up on your store on Get Gills and you want to give the proceeds to Rowe, that would be fantastic. I think that's that kind of thing, anything we can do to uh, help her out would be fantastic. The other Tiffany, does the beta in the giveaway, Beta chinoides, need an aquarium to itself or could it live with a, in a guppy tank? So, um, H.C. Aqua, would you chime in on this? In my experience, beta chinoides does fine with other fish. With one caveat, they're not super quick feeders. So if it's in a tank with a few guppies and you feed enough that it, you know, in the corner or whatever, that it can get some food, that's not a problem. However, if it's a tank full of guppies, and every time you feed, there's a mob of guppies that go up to the food, um, that could be an issue. The guppies could just outcompete it for food. So temperament-wise, I think they'll get along. But food aggression-wise, that's where you have to be a little bit careful. and And also... Um, the betta will be fine in a tank with like a few other fish, but if it's this big horde of guppies that could stress this, all that constant action and guppies are real curious. They'll kind of go and explore the betta frequently and things like that. That could be stressful to the betta. So yes, they're, they're good with other fish in a community tank in my experience, but they don't like boisterous fish and they're slow to the food. So that's, that's what I would say about that. Skipper's Aquarium's throwing down $10 with... What's that? That's like a super, super pear. It's still funny to me that pears are the fruit of choice on stickers. The Chubby Guppy throwing down $9.99 without anything except for a hippo turning cool. Because he's a hippo from the 90s. So he's going to turn his hat backwards. Hey, thanks, Chubby Guppy. I appreciate it. Um, okay, that was the question from the other Tiffany about chinoides, and I like to hear other people's experience too with wild type betas, if they find the same thing or not. My experience, they're fine, but just not with hordes of tank mates, especially not if they're fast moving tank mates. Joseph de Luca, how many embellis can be kept in a 20 long? A lot, a lot, especially if it's planted and there's a lot of decoration and things. I, I mean, I would say like like 40 honestly, something like that. Um, I think I've got 60 of them in a 40 gallon right now, 40 breeder, which is the same length as a 20 long, just a, just a little deeper, but the same, you know, swimming space. So I don't know if you keep up your water changes and, and, uh, water quality is not an issue. 20 to 40, something like that. Needs to be well planted and things, but um, they get along well in groups, in my experience. The first wild type beta I ever saw was in Bellus at my fish godfather's house. That's Jim Forche from the Aquatic Bookshop. Um, he had a thirty gallon, I believe, with just tons of them in there, and they did great. They were they were a beautiful little community with some Java moss and, and Java fern and stuff like that. All right. Well, man, I'm glad we finally fixed the audio. <laughs> Thanks for letting me go know, guys, that it was the the camera. I appreciate that. Wish I'd seen that earlier. Sakana um, Katana is a 29 gallon aquarium suitable for seven to eight Makolakai. Hmm. 29. How long is it? 29. A 29 29? is not three feet, is it? 29 gallon aquarium dimensions. I don't think, I think it's 30 inches, 30 inches. You know, I've never tried it. I think 30 inches might be sufficient depending on which strain you have. Um, but a three inch McCulloch is going to be pretty active and I think it'd be happier in a three to four foot footprint, honestly. That's my take on it. That being said, I haven't tried it. So someone here, if you've kept um in a 29-gallon, 30-gallon really, I guess is what we'd call that. Um, could you chime in? Were they fine? I haven't tried it personally. So I really, I really can't tell you for sure if it'd be okay or not. They are one of the kind of more dwarf of the Melanotania. So i um, good on you for realizing that I think that's probably one reason you're probably picking them for that tank. Um, it might be fine. Uh, yeah. I'd be curious what other people say. Dan's aquarium says, hi, hello. I have not forgotten you. I'm so underwater with this import, getting everyone healthy, getting them listed and stuff. Um, I haven't forgotten you, Ducks dad. It's the new camera. Yep. Um, and thanks again, everyone, that let me know. Wish I would have seen it earlier. <laughs> Nord Aquatics, have you ever kept Everglades pygmy sunfish? If so, any tips? Yes, I have. Um, you know, speaking of wild-type bettas, I would kind of treat them like wild-type bettas. Or like, if, if you think of them as Dario, that's a good way to think of it. Small little fish, they like a lot of cover as far as like well-planted or lots of like leaf litter or driftwood, things like that. But a lot of like little places to hide and little territories to stake out. And one thing about them that's very similar to the Dario species is they need live food or frozen food. It's very difficult to get those little pygmy sunfish onto flakes and pellets in my experience. Maybe other people have been more successful. But from what I've seen with them, um. Yeah, live food and frozen food is necessary in small ones like baby brine shrimp, daphnia, um, copepods, things like that. Skipper's Aquariums with five bucks. Hey, bud, this is your old camera speaking. I'm down here. Yeah, <laughs> my old camera. I'm going to pat it. Oh, it just it just would not be left behind. Oh, I see what you're saying. I keep looking up at the new camera. Hang on, let me get that out of the way. Jeez. (laughs) The new camera's lens is much bigger and it's sitting right above the old camera. Um, And so I naturally look at that instead of right here. Thank you. I'm so bad at my job today. I'm just going to, we're going to get through this one and I'm just going to get to the end of this one and be like, Well, that's done, and move on with my day. (laughs) Ty Horton, $10, first live stream, hoping to tune in every week. Well, Ty, thanks for being here. I'm kind of sorry this was your first one, because honestly, this has been a a bit of a disaster. But um, some technical issues, looking up here instead of down here. uh, I'm just doing it all wrong today, but glad you're here. Thanks for coming by. I promise it's not usually not usually quite like this. Usually a little smoother. (laughs) Dan's Aquarium can hear you. It's a little crackling. I think that's before I made the change. Duck's dad. It's the new camera. Yes. He kept trying to tell me, but I was above it and didn't see it. New Mexico Aquatics. It sounded like your tie-dye shirt early. Yeah, it was a little chaotic, huh? Yep. Okay. Well, I wonder if we'll ever – if I'll ever be able to find out what was going on with that old camera or not. I wonder – I wonder if the old camera – I am the new camera. I wonder if the new camera's sound like was being picked up as well as the – like if its microphone was picking up the sound and so was this microphone and so there was some – like double mic thing happening i wonder if it was something like that maybe i need to get in the settings and just turn the mic off and see what happens there i'll, I'll do some playing with it uh see if i can figure it out okay chat jumped on me so let me scroll back up here to find it ginger graves is thrown 4.99 thank you i i feel like all these are pity super chats because it's <laughs> Guess of how it went so badly. In the words of a great country song, sometimes you're the windshield, sometimes you're the bug. That's right. Tonight I'm the bug. Tonight I'm the bug. That's all right. I'll, I'll pop off that windshield and keep flying, I guess. <laughs> okay, moving on. The good news is though, honestly, it's been many months since we've had an issue. And, um, obviously we had the issue because I've tried new equipment out. So, uh, it's not so bad when I think about it. I mean, how long it's been since When's it's been months, it's been six months or more since we've had any technical difficulties, something like that. So I got to say that's not so bad. That's not so bad at all. Okay. W. Marion, two identical Daphnia colonies. One wiped out, the other booming. Any thoughts about what could make Daphnia crash? Um, lots and lots of things. Um, they need hardness in the water, so if the hardness is depleted, that'll do it. If the culture gets acidic, that'll do it. If there wasn't enough food available, that'll do it pretty darn quick. Um, ammonia will do it. I mean, they're pretty tolerant, but eventually it'll wipe them out, so anything that'll wipe fish out will wipe them out and um a lot quicker in some cases because they have such a quick little life cycle but i couldn't pinpoint it just knowing that it crashed and the other didn't you know i couldn't pinpoint it i will say the culture i tried is no more um so i bought a culture i put it in a green water tank thinking it would just totally take off a little later that day i saw some in there and then the next day i thought i saw a few and then the day after that i didn't see any more so i haven't seen any in there since the first couple days so obviously they didn't like the transition to the new tank and uh unless they like laid eggs that are gonna hatch and take off then that then that did not work not for me i'll have to try again another time but i'm glad that you got one going that's awesome marion Mike Stambaugh, give us a quick walk around show off of all those rainbow fish. I will do that. Um, So I have an unboxing video that I made of that that I will release um, hopefully tomorrow or the next day. And then I will do a a quick rainbow fish tour um, and try to do that Saturday or Sunday in preparation for releasing the new fish on Monday. Um, Actually, it might not be released until Monday. I'll probably release the video the same time. I'll get all the new fish listed and then release the video so people know it's like, oh, it's done, something like that. So I'll make those videos and I'll probably not release the two or one until Monday. And I can't do it right now just because all my equipment's tethered to my PC, so I, I can't. Mark von Wisco, seven one five Aquaristic. Any tips on sourcing supplies for shipping and plants, bags, styrofoam insulation, etc.? Yeah, Mark, I've got a video called um, Shipping. I think it's sources and supplies, supplies and sources, something like that. So if you check that out, I go over all that stuff. Where I get um, my styrofoam, my boxes, my bags what the heat sealer model is and where I got it, um, pretty much everything. So check that out on the channel. I think that'll fix all your, or answer your questions. Um, I've been using TSK quite a lot recently for styrofoam panels, boxes, and heat packs and cold packs. So TSK shipping, or TSK supplies, I think is the website, can take care of almost all that stuff for you. There used to be a second supplier um, called AQPKG in New Jersey, I believe, but their website's been down for the last few months. I think it's a COVID thing. Jerry, hey, Dan. I've been keeping six rice fish outdoors for a few weeks now. Will I ever see fry without intervening, or are they quick to eat them? Thanks for any suggestions. They're very quick to eat them unless you have some kind of cover. So I would put some kind of floating plant uh, with long – Maybe not just duckweed because its roots might not be long enough, but something like giant duckweed or frogbit or water sprite or water lettuce or water hyacinth or, um, I mean, guppy grass could do it. Anything that floats because they tend to stay at the surface, the babies, and provides cover at the surface is what you could do. Another thing you can do is the old guppy trick where you take like a mesh nylon bag and you put it in the pond with a few inches of it sticking above the the water column so the fish can't get out of it. Put your breeders in there, um, maybe put the spawning mops in there, and then remove the spawning mops into the other part of the pond for the eggs to hatch. Or you could just put plants in there and the the babies will hatch and leave. So you kind of keep the adults... Partitioned off in their little section so the fry can go out and live in the, the rest of the area. So that's another trick you could do. But I think a little bit of floating cover would probably do it for you. And if you don't like plants, then get some Easter grass. Um, Easter grass, that plastic shredded, like uh, green grass that we fill Easter baskets with, that stuff's great. It floats, you can get a bag of it, kind of. Uh, separate it out a bit, kind of put it down and it'll float up and provide cover. I found that to be the very best things for breeding things like half beaks because there's so many spaces in it that the babies can go and hang out. And it's rigid enough that the parent half beaks can't really get into it to eat the babies. So if you get a big clump of it, uh, it's very good cover for fry. Ken's fish, the pictures on your gills look great. I'm loving the look of the new fish coming in. Hey, thanks, I appreciate it. Um, The new camera is awesome Um, and it's working pretty well. So yeah, it's an improvement. I'm still not anything like a professional photographer for sure, but it's good enough that we're able to get some decent pictures. And we've got pictures of almost all the rainbow fish that we'll be posting. now a lot of them i will say a lot of them are around like an inch and a quarter inch and a half something like that so at that size almost all rainbow fish look silver right like silver or brownish so there's a lot of them where i'll be posting pictures and if people don't know rainbow fish they're gonna be like what (laughs) why would i buy that so young rainbow fish just don't have a lot of color Uh, i do have a few that came in larger like the Blair eye and some of the bosomani are starting to show some color and things like that. But just be aware uh, when you go on Monday after they're all listed and stuff and you see a bunch of little silver fish, that's what, that's what juvenile rainbow fish look like. But they will grow stunning, I promise. But I'm glad you noticed. Thanks. We're working hard on that. Dan's according, what is the best filtration for an indoor koi pond? Dan is someone who has never in his life kept koi. I couldn't answer that. Um, my only experience with koi is like in retail stores that would bring them in during the pond season, um, kind of temporary. We'd have them for a couple months until they all sold and then that was it. So not a koi guy. I could not answer that. Emmanuel, will you have bettas available soon? I have several bettas. Um, I have betta embellis that will be listed Monday, betta chinoides, betta rutilins from Taiyan That's the collection location. Um, beta beta picta, which by the way are breeding like rabbits. I have so many males holding eggs right now, and beta dimidiata. Um, I've also got several female beta splendens that I've had forever and haven't found the time to post, so I hope to be posting those up soon. And I've got some male beta splendens as well that I just have to get around, I mean, I've had for a long time and just haven't found the time to go around and do the beta tour, so. Um, I do have several coming available soon, so I think I can promise that I'll be having every fish I have available for sale, including the bettas listed, um, most of them Monday, the bettas by the end of next week. So which species are you looking for? Streetwise, oh, sorry, there is an insurance aspect to automation systems leak detection. Yes, or basements or basements with concrete floors and concrete walls and nothing on the floor except for tank stand legs yeah Dear <laughs> other tiffany odd question speaking of being arm deep into tanks do you have to be careful about deodorant when reaching far with short arms huh i don't know the answer to that i don't think i've ever had a problem with that I suppose there might be some deodorants that you would have to be careful of. I don't know. That's a new one. I've never even thought of that. Does anyone know? Are there any deodorants that have ing- ingredients that you have to be really careful of? T-Shot, is a three gallon tank okay to use for a 20 to 30 orange flash of pistol fry one week old thing Stan, Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely two gallon, three gallon, five gallon tanks for getting fry started and growing. Sure. That'll be fine for a few weeks. You'll know um, when, I mean, they're going to grow pretty quickly. So in a few weeks, when you look in there and it just looks kind of crowded and like people and people and like the little epistles aren't as comfortable, um, then it's time to move them up. So for a little while, yeah, but they will grow out of that. Bentley Pasco waving hi. That reminds me. Hey, Bentley, thanks for the uh, shout out on your live stream the other day. Um, for those wondering what rainbow fish came in, they are the, the whole list was shown on Bob Steedfot's live stream last week and Bentley Pasco's last live stream that he did. Um, he showed he talked about a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them. So you can check them out there. Edward Moats. With a $5 super chat. Thank you so much. First orange Lemay rice fish hatched yesterday. Edward, that makes me so happy. Awesome. I'm so glad to hear that. Um, yeah. I can't wait to see those raised up and kind of distributed so they get out there. That's awesome. Thanks for doing that. We need rice fish in the American hobby. We just need them. There's no reason not to have them. <laughs> They're awesome. All right. I am Sugar Hill. What's a small snail eater that's good in a community tank with small fish? Cooley loaches. Cooley loaches are fantastic snail eaters. Great with small little nano fish. Um, I like them a lot. So I'm going to say coolie loaches. There might be other small little loaches that would do it. I don't know if rosy loaches will eat snails or not. They would be a great one if they do. Um, does anyone here keep rosy loaches? And if so, do they eat snails? I've never made note of that when I've had rosy loaches. So, but coolie loaches, definitely. T-Shot, would the giveaway better be okay in a 20 long? Yes. With a pair of orange flash of, flash of pistos? Yes. And cardinal tetras? Yeah, I think that, that all sounds really good, especially if it's a tank that has lots of plants and driftwood or caves and stuff like that in it. Just so there's enough little hidey holes for the epistos and for the bettas, but I I think that would get along just fine as long as there's enough little caves and plants and stuff. Um, Because when the epistos spawn, the bettas are going to have to be able to get out of sight, right? They're not quick like the cardinal tetras that can just dart away. And uh, I think they'd be fine with cardinal tetras too, as long as you don't have a massive mob of cardinal tetras that just hog all the food. But if you have epistos in there and they're doing well with the cardinal tetras, then I think that the chinoides would too, because like epistos aren't super fast to the food. They're about analogous to how fast a chinoides would be to the food. So I think that if they're doing fine, the Chinoides would probably be fine as well. Lumpy dog, picture yourself in a boat on the river. I'm in a boat on a river. I'm in a boat on a river. I'm in a boat on a river. Thanks, Lumpy Dog. <laughs> By the way, Lumpy Dog, um, thank you for finding that bug in the code. Um, we were, due to your comment, we were able to fix it. So um, it should all work out for you now, if you haven't tried again. Uh, so Lumpy Dog ran into an issue on Get Gills and, and let us know. We dug in and there was an issue. There was definitely a bug. So thanks for letting us know. Uh, we believe we fixed it. So if there's still any problem, Let us know again, because right now we think we're good. Dan Slee is here. Hey, Dan, good to see you. Hope your pygmy quarries are doing well. Eric M., any chance of having scuds back for sale? Yes, yes, I've got a bajillion scuds. I was holding off on listing scuds because um, I was toying with the idea of getting some more uh, puffers in. And I wanted to make sure with all these new live fish coming in, or live fish, wild fish, wild type fish, new fish coming in, that I had plenty of uh, live food for them. And so I was holding back on the scuds, but everyone's doing great. Everyone's transitioning well to flakes and pellets and stuff. So right now I'll do that. So I'm going to add 10. I've got a ton of scuds. Make sure the shipping's okay, yes. Update that. Okay, so scuds should now be available. Sorry about that. I know people have been wanting them forever, but I was hoarding them because I thought I would need them. And by the way, <laughs> when I got pea puffers in a while ago, I did need them all. I, I got like 200, 250 pea puffers. They went through a lot of scuds, let me tell you. Good thing scuds are prolific. Sakana Katana, the tank is 30 inches. Yeah, the 29-gallon. Mm-hmm. Let's see what other people said about that. Did anyone else chime in on that? Um, is there a Milano suitable for a 29-gallon? Well, if there is, it's probably uh, the um or the Pygmaeus, perhaps. Yeah. Um, and the McCulloch guy might do just fine. I'm just saying that I haven't tried it, so I'm hoping other people chime in, Sakana, uh, that maybe have tried it. The chubby guppy. I have the same issue using my Canon and Streamlabs. Usually need powers to power cycle it and restart tr- Streamlabs. It's a little buggy. Yeah, I'm going to apparently I'm going to have to play with it um, a little bit to see if I can get this working. If not, we'll use this old. We'll use this old camera. But I mean, just it's not as good, right? Like I'm super shiny, <laughs> like my whole face is super shiny with this old camera. Uh, the The fish in the background don't look as good. Everything's just not quite as good. So hopefully I can figure it out. But good to know I'm not the only one, Chubby Guppy solidarity. Bentley Pasco, Melanotania pygmea is great in a 29 gallon. Yep. Okay, good. Great minds think alike. Um, what do you think about Bentley? What would you think about um, Macolakai? Are they small enough that they would do okay in a 29 gallon? I think he was asking about a group of like eight to 10, something like that. I've just never tried it. So So I don't want to say it'd be okay and then have there be a problem, but I don't want to say that's horrible if it would work out great for him either. So if you could chime in, if you know, T-Shot, $5. Thanks for the advice as always, Dan, don't sweat the tech issues. still one of the best streams to watch. Thanks T-Shot. And thanks for, was it you that shouted out? I think it was that shouted out, it's the old, it's the new camera. Anyway, I appreciate it. And now that I know that, we should be okay for the future. I'm glad I didn't totally disassemble the old camera and everything. Ugh. Okay, Abu Aziz is here. Hey, Abu, where are you at? Of course, Abu. <laughs> of course, of course, you would come on the live stream. We're having all kinds of trouble with, but we fixed it. How boo is Can I put a Baku in a 10-gallon? <laughs> I'm all glad a booze here, and then it turns out he's just trolling. <laughs> nice. Uh, Pumpkin King. What is that? An S? My my eyes is getting old. S550. Any advice on fighting dragonfly nymphs? Um yes, I believe that Dimolin will probably kill them. And there's a product called Dimolin X. Um kills most things with an exoskeleton. Uh it it basically anything with like is it keratin or chitin? I can't remember which of those. Keratin's a pigment, isn't it? Chitin, I guess. Um I think it would probably work for them. It works for all kinds of things with an exoskeleton. So Dimolin X would be something that you could try. Um, now be aware it'll kill anything with the an exoskeleton it'll kill scuds it'll kill shrimp um, it'll kill different kinds of flukes um, things like that anchor worms stuff like that um, so I guess maybe not flukes maybe more anchor worms but so I don't know what your setup is but that's something that is worth trying apart from that hmm they can be tough. I mean, there's a lot of fish that'll eat them that are larger, but I'm imagining if you're having trouble with them, you probably have small fish in the tank and you wouldn't want big fish in there because that then you'd have the same problem. Bentley, a small group of McCulloch is an okay in a 29, but a 40 breeder would be preferable. Okay. So it sounds like it, it could work. It probably depends Sakana on how it's set up. Like, so one of the things we run into with rainbow fish is how quick they are, right? And, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll zip around and, and run into stuff sometimes. And that's why one of the reasons you can see like white noses frequently on newly acquired ones. Cause when they were caught, they zipped around and bumped into stuff. Uh, when you put them in the new tank, they might zip around and bump into stuff. When they're in the bag, they're, they're worrying their nose against the bag, things like that. They're, they're very active. So I, my advice would be, if you are going to do it, then maybe you plant around the edges it would be a great idea to like paint the sides and the back of the tank so that they know there's a barrier there. But even there, that can be a little mirror like, so they they might still swim into it. But if you planted stem plants or got some kind of decoration or something, you put it around the back and the edges, the sides, right? So only the front pane is clear. Um, that could help with that, that issue. Okay, where are we at? Ty Horton, no worries. Thank you, Ty. I'm floating down a river. I'm floating down a river. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, chat jumped on me. Kayla's Aquatics throwing down $9.99 with Kaler is, Bob Kayla is cheering me up with the Pippi Longstocking Cheerleader. Haven't seen her in a while, Pippi. Good to see ya. Um, I don't know what it is about her, but she's my my favorite of all time of all the sticker little e- emoji things, whatever that is. Gifts. Um, she's my favorite. Thank you, Bob Kaylor, for the 9.99 super chat and for uh, cheering me up with Pippi Longstocking. What's not to like? <laughs> okay, chat jumped. Let me get back. <laughs> and the poop emoji. I did not see it earlier. <laughs> Thanks for the poop emoji, is Aquatics, because apparently I am now Bob Steenfot. <laughs> I think that's where all the poop emoji stuff started, right? On Steenfot Aquatics. Verana Guy, do you ship FedEx or UPS? I'm sorry, I know this has been answered before, I keep switching. So it's okay to keep asking if I'd like the package to be held for pickup. Is that okay? Would I put that in the order notes or email? So granted guy, I ship FedEx overnight priority. Um, so it gets to you usually by 10 AM depending on where you live. It might be by noon. If you live way out, then it might just be by end of day, but it's, it's almost always next day. I think I've had a total of two, perhaps three packages that didn't make it by the next day. And that's out of a lot of packages. So it's been going really well. Yes, I can have it held for pickup. Leave that in the notes at checkout. So when you order on GetGills and you go to checkout, there's a place to leave notes. If you leave a note there, please have this held for pickup um, at the FedEx locale, then I will do that. Now, one thing to be aware of is not everyone has a FedEx locality close to them that will hold a package. So it, so make sure that they will first. But as long as they will, all I have to do is check a box when I process your order and it'll be held there for you. So that's not a problem at all. But for those that want a package held and haven't done it before, please check with your local FedEx um, location um, first and make sure that they do hold packages there because I would hate for you to like, think that the package has been held there only to find out that, nope, it's being held two hours away at this major distribution point. This little local office doesn't hold them, right? So as long as you know Veranda Guy, then I'm happy to do that for you. And in the order notes is sufficient. You can always double dip, though, and, and send me an email as well just for redundancy. That doesn't bother me at all. But I do read those notes very carefully on the orders. Vic. Victoria Artist, Victoria, is it Victoria Artist? No, it's Victoria Artist. It's gotta be. So I'm picturing like a Victorian artist. Hey, dance Fish, do you ever stock or sell Cardinal Tetris? I'm having trouble getting healthy specimens from my local stores. I do sometimes. I was tempted to buy them this week, actually, um, because there was a gr- really good deal on them from a supplier I've got them from before, and they did great. So I almost did it again. Um, I didn't, though, because I'm still waiting for this latest import to kind of settle in and get up for sale and all that. So I was just like, I can't deal with it right now, honestly. But um, next time I find a good batch at a good price from someone that I have good experiences with their stock, then I will do it again. I don't have much against Cardinal Tetris. I really like them. So I do plan on doing that. Now, I don't do it all the time. And it's an economics thing. Cardinal tetras, um, unless I get them in at a very large size, I can't sell at a very high price, right? And any fish that I sell under $6, I'm probably not making any money on at all once I figure the costs of heating and water and meds and time and tank space used up and the food and all that. I have to basically charge $6 on a fish to turn a profit. So um, every now and then I will get a species that I don't uh, that I can't charge $6 for just because people are looking for them. Um, like chili rasboras, for example, uh, things like that, but I don't do it very often just cause it's bad economics. But I, that is one I haven't gotten in quite a while. So I do plan on bringing them in again. Max, would a chinoides be compatible with sparkling gourami? That's a good question. I've not tried that. I don't know. Max, the honest answer is I don't know. I would try it, but I'd have a plan B. And I would make sure that the sparkling gouramis are full grown too. Um, Because Betta's mouths open larger than we think they will sometimes. But I don't think it would be a problem as long as the sparkling gouramis are big enough that they cannot be swallowed um, by the chinoides. I think temperament wise, they probably get along fairly well. fish tank barn i am a victim of short dinosaur arm syndrome <laughs> like, i can't get it i can't get it <laughs> and have not had problems with deodorant <laughs> Mike. my that's hilarious <laughs> mike with his t-rex arms oh that's funny <laughs> So if anyone would know, it would be Mike, because apparently he's got to reach his whole forebody down in there when he gets to the bottom of the tank. Is that what you're saying, Mike? (laughs) Oh, Mike, that's hilarious. Thank you. (laughs) Aluminum has been shown to cause cancer in women, says Edgar. Or Igor, sorry, not Edgar. Not in men? um ht aqua talking about i believe breeding the bettas once the male is holding pull the female out yes and stop feeding the tank the male is in once you see fry pull the male yep that's what i would say too jesse absolutely if you're talking about breeding uh, mouth breeding bettas deodorants are toxins says truth seeker huh sandy has wondered the same thing about deodorant being toxic interesting it's never crossed my mind. I wonder why. It's probably because I don't ever wear deodorant. I'm, I'm joking. I do, and y- you'd be glad I did. Trust me. <laughs> um, all right. Scrolling down, looking for another question or comment to engage with. Here we go. Bentley Angel Deco Decal Decal. Yes, that's what I'm going to say. Bentley Angel Decal. Hopefully, I didn't butcher that. I got. How do you say that genus name? Bolingerella maculata? And he keeps swimming against and into the glass, not ramming into it, but slowly swimming. Any ideas why? Well, first off, I don't recognize that scientific name, so let's see what this is. I think I'm gonna learn something new today. What is Bollingerilla maculata? It's a pike of some kind. Spotted pike. Car- oh, the pike kerosene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I've not kept that fish, um, so I don't have any experience with this guy. But so he's not rocketing into it in like just slamming. He's just cruising the glass, basically. Um, so I don't know about that fish specifically. Okay, let me put that caveat there. But I will say that most fish that surf glass that that. I've had doing that, Um, it's usually because they're new and it's a new tank and it seems to be part of the settling in thing. I don't think I've ever had a fish that did that and didn't stop doing it in like a couple weeks or so. So maybe it's just a new tank thing. Uh, Some things that I think can help with that are A, if you can paint the sides and the back and the bottom of the tank, um, if it's bare bottom, then that can help. Just because they aren't thinking, oh, I can swim through that. And they're trying to swim out of the tank into another location. Um, and pieces of decoration and stuff like that, like I was talking about with the uh, makolakai, that kind of go across the back and the sides. That, that kind of stuff can help a little bit. Another thing is maybe dimming the light. Um, depending on how the light bounces, there can be these, these mirror effects that can confuse fish. But in general, what I found is that happens mostly with new fish especially if it's new fish in a fairly new tank and in this and there's no like algae or biofilm or anything built up on the sides in the back of the glass yet so those are my thoughts i'm sure that's not super helpful to you but that's what pops into my head when i think of that i um, mean again i've never kept that fish so i'm not sure exactly what that fish is like if it's a glass surfer habitually or not um okay. So kana katana, I would love to get pygmea with the same difficult to find. Yes. I almost brought him in. Then I didn't. You'll do that on the next import. Basically, on this import, I I kind of focused on stuff with collection locations. There is I don't remember how many Sixty, hundred, something like that. There, there's a lot of rainbows available, um, but I, and I don't remember exactly how many. Uh, hundreds, probably an exaggeration, but there's a lot available. I just kind of focus on stuff with collection points. So I believe Pygmaea were there. I can't remember for sure, but I believe they were. I probably passed on them if they didn't have a specific location collection point listed. But next import will probably bring in the stuff I didn't. This import. Mac PNW, any ideas for interesting dither fish for a pair of uh, Ansorgii microtenopoma in a densely planted 10-gallon? Yes.
1: Um,
0: you know, I think sparkling gouramis would be a good one for them. I'm trying to think of stuff that's small, peaceful... And like courageous, but not really fast because you don't want it to outcompete those little microtenopomas because they're kind of slow to the food. So I, I think sparkling gouramis, things of that ilk would be good. I think that um, a lot of the gobies would work, say uh, the, the kind of surface benthic feeding gobies like stiphodons, things like that would be great. I've noticed that with my wild type bettas. The tanks that have stiffed on gobies in with them, they're out and about all the time. Um, I found corridors do well as dithers, um, anything that's small, peaceful and not quick to the food. That's the key or yeah, just cause that whole competition for food thing against a fish as, uh, Slow to the food is microtenopoma can be worrisome. That's why I'm not saying like white clouds or endlers or things like that. Although they can work in smaller numbers. What else? Not super fast. Nothing else is popping into my mind, but that's the principle that I would let guide my decision. If I were in your shoes looking for um, good tank mates, what else can I think of? I don't know. My mind's not doing it well, but I, I think like a lot of the corridors, especially like Hebrosis and things like that, or pygmy quarries, could be really good. Now, would a microtenopoma, would an ansorgii eat pygmy corys when it got bigger? That I, I'd have to think about that before I, <laughs> before I actually did that. But that's where I would go with. Okay. Moonstone Aquatics. Tell him, yes, call it a, fishy sleeping bag what am i on oh, moonstone i'm sure that made perfect sense when you listed it um when you made that comment but i can't remember what we were talking about at the time sorry it's one of the hazards of falling way behind chat six months behind chat as candy likes to say Hmm. A year. Yep. Candy called it. Here's a year behind Moonstone Aquatics. He'll have no idea what you were talking about. Yep. Candy called it. <laughs> That's why she's a super mod. <laughs> all right. Oh, I like that one. Mac P and W. Goldendorf barbs would be excellent. The axle rod eye would be good. Yes. 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 What Unso Fish Tricated said. Those are all great great, uh, options. Um, Beraris is one, I mean, that popped in my head too, but I was wondering if can Beraris get eaten by a full grown microtenopoma? I, I don't know. I know they're a micro predator. I'm just not quite, I don't have one in front of me to look at to see the mouse size, I guess. But yeah, I like that list a lot. Okay. Chat jumped. That's why I was scrolling like mad for a second there. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> oh. Um. I'm laughing because I just saw that, that Lumpy Dog posted. It's 10.09 Eastern time right now. It is. So it's 24 after right now. So that's not too bad. It's not too bad at all. No. 15 minutes. What's that among friends? (laughs) Um, Igor, I always call it Edgar, don't I? Igor Anonymous. Roe's store is trying to charge me 19 boxes for three. Oh, okay. I think, Roe, if you're listening, I think we have to change um, how shipping is attached to your products. It, it appears you might have each product like one per box can ship. So we need to change that. So more than one product can ship per box. Thanks, Igor. I will let Ro know, and we will figure that out. Um, let me just do a quick, no, I won't do that because we're running out of time. But so sometimes what happens is when you create a store and get gills and you list your products, um, It by default, because the system doesn't know how many can fit in a box. So by default, it says one, one per box. And if you don't go out in and change that and say, actually, I can fit 10 of these plants in a box, the system doesn't know. So if someone goes in and orders like 20 plants and each plant is listed as one per box by default, then you have to pay for shipping on 20 boxes at checkout. And ain't nobody going to do that. So, um, I need to let Ro know that she forgot to do that step so she can change the box quantity so we know how many plants can fit per box. That way you can probably buy all those plants, Igor, in like one or two boxes instead of 19. Thanks for letting me know. Um, in row, if you're listening, let's do that after the stream. If you're not, then um, I will email you as soon as this is done and let you know. New Mexico Aquatics, can you please discuss sexing young funnel panchax gardneri? Right? It was size, age, method, etc. Little Bobby. Um, yeah. So the first thing you usually see on males is on the say the anal fin um, is a little bit of a striping pattern where that red and yellow is going to come in. They don't all have yellow, but usually yellow will come in. Let me show you what I'm talking about. And it's gonna happen at around an inch, maybe a little bit less. Okay, so this right here, see this line here? This line, kind of red divided by, you'll start seeing a kind of a line form. It won't be super obvious at first, It'll just be a hint, and, and over a little time, that will differentiate and become very clear. But that's what I look for: is that line. Um, spotting's not as good of an indicator, just because the females get a little bit of spotting too sometimes. Um, so that's what I look for, and I would say around an inch, give or take a bit, three quarters of an inch sometimes. Yeah. Hopefully that helps. Candy overhauls. Andrew Purr at Dancefish. Can I leave a solo female angelfish, B, who laid eggs and keeps moving them? Also, any tips on adding two more angelfish to her 55 gallon tank? So, Andrew, uh, yes, you can absolutely leave her B. And I would, and nice that she's laying them instead of just holding them in and getting egg bound. So that's good. Um, tips for getting two more. I would say that's super risky. Um, angelfish can be pretty territorial once they pair off. And if you add two more, odds are you're going to end up with one pair. And the third one is just going to get harassed and harassed and harassed. So what I would say is if you want her to have a companion, you'll need to buy a confirmed male. And try them and see if they do well. She might be so established in that tank that she just doesn't want another fish around and doesn't bond with him. Um, That's a possibility, but she might also be like, thank goodness, finally, (laughs) right? (laughs) So um, if you do add two more, which can assist in pair bonding because the pair forms in opposition to that odd fish out, right? that that opposition helps the bond form and get strong once the pair is well bonded you're going to want to have move that third wheel because it's just going to get harassed so that's my thoughts on it um it might be possible to add like two more females and if she isn't super established that might be okay but my sense is she's probably pretty established and if you do add another fish there it probably needs to be a male that's my sense Lots of people here have kept angelfish. If you have anything to chime in, please do. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully we can help Andrew out. Fish tank barn, throwing down some poop. Thank you, Mike, for the 99 cent super chat. <laughs> now, so bobblehead number one is Bob Steenfot in a yellow flower, floral summer dress. Bobblehead number two might be Mike with little T-Rex arms on (laughs) That might be something we have to do. (laughs) Getting out my boots, the poop is getting deep. Yep, indeed. Get out those you-know-what kickers. Mickey M, Pippi Longstocking is a legend over here. She has her own amusement park, whoa! In Astrid Lindgren's small childhood country village. Wow! Wow. That's big time. That's like Hans Christian Andersen, man. Cool. I had no idea. I mean, I I knew I had good taste. I just didn't realize it was so European. <laughs> okay. Scott's Aquatics throwing down 99 cent. Boop <laughs> emoji. Thank you so much. <laughs> Glass box of course. Oh, it's 831. This will have to be the last one. Actually I can see two more that I'll get to real quick that are on the same page here. Glass blocks, of course when where and when are the plecos coming so the plecos will be listed on Monday with everything else there I only have one kind I think it's l201 is that right it's the snowball pleco um, just I mean i got some I've got a few bushies I probably won't get to listing them on Monday but the snowball plecos will be listed on Monday. They're doing fantastic. I'm super happy with them. And uh, if they continue to do well, and if they sell okay and things, then I'll probably look at bringing some other types in as well. Um, I mean, this will be it. I've never shipped like Hype and Sisters before, so I've got to go through the process, uh, make sure it all works and everyone's happy and there aren't problems and all that, but I'm pretty hopeful. They seem to be rock solid. They seem to be doing really well. So that's Monday. Aquatic Adventures with Alex. Help with Super Chat donation. Um, I think you just click. I mean, if your card's not a, not set up, that might be the issue. But um, I think if you just click the little option, it should do it. Could someone here uh, guide Aquatic Adventures with Alex through that if they haven't already? Um, and I'm sorry, Alex. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to shut this live stream down real quick because we're over time. So I won't be able to dig into it with you very much. A Mega Mindy Lou video on that gimpy golden white cloud has finally finished uploading if you're curious on my channel muppies are also in the video yeah i want to take a look see what i sent you and and sorry about that i almost always catch that stuff it's been a while since something got by me the worst was a couple months ago i ordered i sent someone like 15 rice fish but one of the bags was totally empty and I was like, how did that happen? And I think what happened is when I changed the water in the bag, I, I pour the fish out of the bag, put fresh water in the bag, and then I put the fish back in the bag. I bet what I did is I probably took that fish and instead of putting it in that bag, put it in another bag that already had another rice fish in it and like didn't realize it. And then I do a final check when I load the boxes and I get all the sealed bags and I, I put one between each like finger set, Right. So, so I'll put one here, 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 and here. So I'll have four in each hand and I'll lift them up and I'll look at them just to make sure that no one's, it's a quick check at that point. Cause we've already checked like three or four times, make sure that everyone's breathing. Okay. No one's having signs of stress after the bagging process. And then I put them in the box and what must've happened was the bag without a fish must've been like here and a bag with fish must've been right behind it. So when I looked, I probably saw the fish behind it, um, and thought, oh, that fish is fine, and then just moved on. (laughs) But that was embarrassing. I don't think I've ever done that before. Send someone an empty bag without any fish in it. All right, we've got to shut her down. I'm sorry, everybody. Let me just scroll so I can acknowledge the super chats, because if any came in, I want to do that. I hate it when people throw money at me, and I don't even say thank you, because that's just rude. Um, Okay, hang on make sure i'm not missing anybody here all right nurse beck is throwing out 2.99 with the cheerleader oh it's not a pear this time fruit of some kind blueberry i don't know thank you so much nurse Beckus and daniken aquatics hey hope you're doing well danny and ken five dollars getting to tour across america filming fish fam do you let people shoot your fish room? So I'm so glad you did that. Um, you, you left that. Yeah, I was. I heard that on Bentley's live stream, perhaps it was, or Bob Steenfotts. I can't remember. But I heard that, and I was going to reach out and see if you wanted to come by. So, yes, yeah, send me an email, please, dan at dancefish.com. It will make the arrangements. Um, I live so far out that I hardly ever get fish nerds come and visit, and I miss it. I used to, that used to happen weekly when I lived in Los Angeles. So I love having fish nerds over. So Danny and Ken, absolutely. Um, let me know when you're coming through and let's try to arrange something. That'd be great. And with that, we're going to shut this down. 835. Punchy paint. so you go in next. Um, if you confirm that, then I'll send people your way. In the meantime, Let's do a giveaway. All right, this is for a pair of Betachenoides, which is quite a generous um, giveaway that HC Aqua has given us. So HC Aqua has a store at Get Gills. If you're interested in getting fish from a high quality dude in Hawaii, this is what he's got available. He knows his stuff. He has five star reviews on every review. He has every review. That was hard to say he has. He's a stand up guy. So um thank you for donating that. And also um Rose Aquatics is is going through a tough time. So we're trying to support her. She's listed a whole listed a whole bunch of stuff on her store at Get Gills. So if you're in the market for some stuff, um I'll get a hold of her as soon as the stream's over. Hopefully we can fix the shipping issue. Apparently, that's not uh apparently she hasn't quite got that set up correctly, um, so that you guys can order without paying (laughs) hundreds of dollars for shipping. We'll get that fixed. And then if you could, uh, support her, if there's anything she has that you need, um, instead of getting it somewhere else at this tough time, it'd be nice to support Rochelle if we can. So anyway, thanks again, Jesse. Let's do the drawing and the winner is a pear. That's a cool, that's a good deal. That's a valuable fish. A-Z. A-Z, you have won. A-Z, if you are here, if you would chime in and let us know. Oops. Um, You've got about a minute to do that. And uh, if you're not here, then we'll draw someone else. So Pam's stream is next. That's 54 punchy. It is not. It used to be 54 punchy. (laughs) It's punchy paints. Always a good time. And I won't call her uncouth because she will take umbrage at that. (laughs) Hey, there you are, AZ. Awesome. 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 Congrats, AZ. If you would send me an email, dan at dancefish.com, letting me know your first and last name and your mailing address, then as long as you're in the United States, continental United States, then I will mail that out to you next week, um, probably on Tuesday of next week. But congratulations, That's an awesome fish. It's one of my favorites, near and dear to my heart. And it's one that I keep going back to um, over the years, over and over again. Hasn't let me down yet. So awesome. Okay. With that, we're going to shut this down. We're a little over time. Sorry about the technical issues. Um, What can I say? Every six months, you've got to have a technical issue. Um, Thanks to my mods. Appreciate you guys so much for everything you do to help this stream be successful. Thanks to everyone that left a super chat. Um, honestly, I didn't think I would get any, especially with all the technical difficulties, but, uh, I appreciate the love. Um, Lumpy dog, I'm still on a boat. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. And, um, everyone that left questions and comments that really helps makes it lively helps the stream flows so thanks so much all you lurkers lurker nation i'm with you everyone watching on the replay thanks for being here until next wednesday 7 p.m mountain
1: time